Welcome to the Out of the Basement Podcast, a show where a group of friends get together and talk about a variety of geeky topics. Find out what shows we've been watching, find out what movies we've seen, find out what games we're playing. Come along and join us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Out of the Basement Podcast. My name, as always, is Darren Turak, and today I'm joined by Patrick Leeson. Yeah, I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> and uh, Patrick Ramsahoy. Hello. And Dwayne McKinnon. Hello. All right, so let's dive right into it. Our weeks, because it actually has been weeks this time, in the hobby. Uh, why don't we start with Gleason? Oh, that's me. Okay. Um, been busy doing lots of role-playing stuff. Um, sort of picked up the Savage Worlds uh, Rift Edition. And everyone remembers the Palladium Rifts. I didn't realize Palladium's actually still around as a company. Yeah, of course. Um, but they've the guys from Pinnacle, uh, I guess, paid rights or whatever to use uh, the Rifts world in their Savage World uh, game system. Yep. Yeah, it's it's licensed out. And uh, it it well, it is Savage World, so it's it's much faster than and more streamlined than the old Rifts was. As we, everyone remembers, as it was always interesting. Of you know, you take this occupational career class, you get three percent in some skills as go up, but some skills start at thirty percent, some at twenty. So it's all over the place. So you mm -hmm. never know uh, what you're rolling. Whereas in obviously Savage World, it's much simpler. Uh, I just forgot how much mega damage actually does for things. <laughs> <laughs> so I had I had to split the party up against you know six. You know, well, guys, uh, glitter boys. Board. No, not glitter boys, <laughs> but just you know, they're they're well advanced guys, and there was four four party members. Mm -hmm. so one was a young dragon, of course. And well, that makes a huge difference in combat because it was like, oh, you breathe on one, okay, he's dead. Oh, you wait the other one, okay, he's dead. Mm -hmm. Um, so now now there's four of them left. Um, but it was it was fun to do. I don't know if I'd run it all the time, but it was it was interesting to go back into the world of Rift and uh, and and see the difference. Do do they uh, have like the crazy power level difference? Like when one guy no. plays a glitter boy while the other guy. Well, I guess you you kind of talked about that. One guy plays yeah, a glitter yeah. boy. One guy plays a wandering scholar who <laughs> has no actual combat abilities. Like what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, yeah. Like the old one was so messed up. It's like, ah, uh, I eventually they had you can play a vampire. I'm immune to everything except silver. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm reminded of uh, a YouTube video that keeps popping up uh, on the Pathfinder forums. Uh, Angel Summoner and VMX Bandit. Okay. It's <laughs> it's an example of uh, extreme power disparity in mm. parties. Yeah, it was it was really bad. That, it was just it was so crazy and like, but in this one they've actually like I said they've streamlined it much better. Uh, so even though you're if you're because they give you advances if you're just a human, normal human, you get advances so you can improve your stats or get edges. So there is an advantage. I mean you're still not able to stand up to a you know glitter boy, but you have a better chance than you used to. Okay. Um. Still doing different Viking games, the Drazel and, and Journey to Ragnarok. And but the Rifts one was like, you know, hey, can you run this Friday? Sure. <laughs> Why not? Let me, read, let me read all the rules as fast <laughs> as possible and hopefully I pick up on it. Well, that's the good thing about playing it in a Savage Worlds um system, yeah. right? Because all one Savage Worlds game is pretty much the same as any other Savage Worlds yeah, game. It's like there's more different types of um you know, uh, edges and stuff like that. But sure. you're right. It's pretty much. It's pretty much just like okay. I know the system. Yeah. It's now more in just the how they've made it different in the uh, Rifts world. Mm -hmm. Like I could, I, I think I could pretty easily run in like a Genesis game, Gen Ysis game, which is the <laughs> the other game put out by Fantasy Flight Games that kind of shares the same rule system as their Star Wars Fantasy Flight Games version. Mm. Just I'm, a little bit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I could run it with like maybe half an hour or an hour to uh, to prepare the rules or read over the, the rules. The only thing uh, I found is um, for Savage World to do characters is similar to like you know Pathfinder stuff. You have to actually make the whole character. Right. So coming, I mean, they have a lot of stuff as NPCs, but if you're actually trying to make people, it's like okay, this is taking a while. Sure. 
Um, like I said, Dev, it'd be nice if they, uh, I wonder if they licensed the Palladium Heroes system. Because, again, the background for the Palladium Heroes system, I actually liked. Yeah. Right? You know, it was it was interesting. It's like, you're you're back to the sort of the, the Silver Age, where it's like you have one, you're a one-trick pony. You're a super soldier, you're a flyer, right. <laughs> you're this. Yeah, your, your origin kind of dictates what kind of powers you have and how many powers you have, that kind of exactly. thing. It's usually very, very low power, though. It is, it is. So, as like I said, they did come up with their own version of a superheroes game, um, which introduces actually powers. Hmm. But again, it's very similar to once you, like I said, I know Savage World, so I can pretty much pick up on the, that. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched too much stuff. I started watching the new Vikings Valhalla. I watched the, part of the first episode earlier today. Yeah, it's 100 years after the end of Vikings. Now, have you seen all of Vikings? No, I haven't. Yeah, see, I have another. I've only watched the four seasons that are currently available on Amazon Prime. Or, no, sorry, not Amazon, on Netflix. But there's two other, two other seasons that they on don't Prime. have. Are they, are they on Prime? On it for money. You have to oh, pay for them. Okay, yeah. I was checking that on like different. Yeah, it's so weird. So, yeah, but it, I mean, it, it's 100 years in the future, so it's not, you know. Like it's going to be lots of spoilers. Yeah, going on. Um, I also watched, started watching Cabinary of the Iron Fortress, a Japanese anime, where they're not, they're like demon type things that are invaded and taken over most of the Earth, and humanity is stuck in small in city states, and the only way to get through them is with steam locomotives back and mm -hmm. forth. Um, you know, so it's it's interesting. I mean, it's Japanese anime, but it's 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 pretty good. I was looking because I was looking for flavor for post apocalyptic things for Rift to get the flavor again. Sure. And you know, it wasn't too bad. I, I watched uh, got this you know six episodes on that. So it was uh, like I said, I I enjoyed it. Uh, I'll probably tr try to keep watching it. I watched uh, all the Expanse now. I finally the season six. Watched it all the way through. Not getting any spoilers because it's still, you know, not that old. Yeah, I I haven't seen any of the last season yet. I really liked it. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, you could tell they knew it was coming the end, so they actually did tie it up pretty well. Oh, and with of course the always a little hook of just in case someone decides to pick up season seven. Right. <laughs> we have something <laughs> for that. Now it's based off of the books. I, I don't know how closely it follows the books, but um, is is there even from a seventh I, book? From what I've heard, the first season is pretty close to. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, well, the, sorry, the first season is like the first book and a half or something. Well, mm -hmm. it's it's actually close to the role playing game they did, right? Because don't forget, the whole the expanse was based on a role playing game. They actually ran this, then they then they took that and put it into a book. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. So mm -hmm. the expanse is yeah. in a full circle. It went from a role playing campaign to they wrote books about it to it got picked up as a TV series, which then got turned into a role playing game. <laughs> awesome. Um, but a lot in the first season is actually what happens in the campaign. Mm -hmm. um, like, okay, season one, remember when the, um, uh, the, the fake medic, you know, the drug dealer guy yep. who gets killed like by accident? Mm hmm. That actually happened in the campaign. Gotcha. His character was like, you're dead. What? <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> so, uh, I watched The Legend of Vox Machina. Machina. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, which is based on it, the the Critical, critical Role. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting. I mean, you can definitely see role-playing habits in them. <laughs> yeah. Like anyone who's played role played a long time can go, oh yeah, I, I've seen that. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. I, I know that type. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um so it's it's interesting that I don't know if it'd be really popular enough to go for multiple seasons with people. I mean it's it's a cute thing here and there and but in the face it it's niche, right? Because mm -hmm. it's not it's not just animated, but it's animated based on a D and D system from critical role. So they do mm -hmm. have a good but they have a big following, yeah. They have a big following, so that probably helps. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I watch? Well, I saw Nobody, which is not really a thing, but it was an interesting one. That's with Odenkirk, right? Yes, correct, yeah. 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 It's on my um, list. 
I right. It's good. He's he's. Well, I don't want to give too much away, but he's no John Wick. Let's just say that. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's highly trained, but he's not. You know, I mean, because John Wick takes it to another level of. Yeah. But he's and he like, gets punched a lot. Yeah, like he gets beat up, and it it's still not fully realistic because I mean it's movie, but it's more grounded of like you know the damage he's taking or giving to other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you know he's not falling from a you know super high high rise hotel and <laughs> and still being alive. Uh, other than that, I actually been pretty busy with uh, yeah, like I said doing the different gaming and schoolwork so that's all i actually have for this episode wow okay yeah i know pat why don't we go on to you then okay well uh the as far as shows and such go um finished off the witcher nice second season so that was uh that was pretty good enjoyed that yeah um uh let's see uh legend of vox machina yeah i uh yeah, so watch that as well, and yeah, you definitely could see uh, the role playing in it. You, you can kind of get that, uh, um, you know, there's a big difference between a, a written show and and uh, role playing games because um, Legend of Box Machina really just boiled down into fight to fight to fight to fight, which is mm-hmm. uh, basically what role playing is for the most part. Fortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, there there was some pretty good character development going on there too. I'm, I, I'll I'll be watching the next season when it comes out. Yeah, I mean, I like the characters. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, there's also been a number of uh, YouTube videos that are basically like, okay, this is what happened in the show, and this is the D and D correlation to it. Yeah, yeah. So that that's kind of interesting to to watch as well. Um, let's see other shows. Uh, Brendan and I watched the second season of The Great, which is a uh, comedic take on the story of Catherine the Great. So it's got uh, Ellie Fanning starring mm. as Catherine the Great. Uh, it's on Prime. Um, it It's fun. It's interesting. Uh, it is certainly very raunchy uh, because uh, Emperor Peter is just all about having sex to the point where he just doesn't understand when it's inappropriate to be discussing it or talking about it or even doing it. Um, but it, yeah, it, it is a, it is a fun show and it was kind of fun watching Brenda going from, uh, why isn't she killing the emperor to, uh, Oh, uh, when are they going to get together again? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, t- <sighs> catching me a bit off guard with all this. Um, Sword Art Online Season 4 is available on Netflix so uh, if you're a a Sword Art fan it's uh, worth watching though I'll admit I was a bit disappointed the uh, main character Kirito is of course the main character but he spends probably half of the season uh, almost in a coma Um, and so his girlfriend Asuna is uh, coming in to rescue him and she's always you know, well, in the first season, at least, she was portrayed as a total ass kicker herself. Uh, not as good as Carito, but still pretty good. And uh, I was a bit disappointed in in uh, how she came out because she still needed to. She still had her damsel in distress moments, which uh, uh, didn't quite seem to suit the the character where she we expect her to be. Um, but if you're enjoying Sword Art Online, it it's worth uh, checking out the next season as well. Or season four. Um, let's see what other things. Uh, oh, totally drawing blanks on stuff that I've watched. I'm sure as you guys talk about stuff, we'll go. Oh yeah, I watched that too. <laughs> you watched What If all the way through? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Watched What If. Actually, the only Marvel thing on Disney Plus I haven't seen yet is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I'm all caught up on the Marvel stuff. Okay. Um, also watched uh, all of the Mandalorian. Definitely preferred season two over season one. And I'm up to episode five of the Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to spoil things too much, but uh, episode five uh, should have been Mandalorian. What I thought. <laughs> well, it's it's basically the start of season three. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Actually, it. 
the end of uh, of the Mandalorian, trying to be spoiler free, uh, I thought had a really good callback to a famous hallway fight scene that we've recently seen um, from, oh, yeah, uh, with one of the uh, more major characters coming onto. Okay, you're really going to start. You're really going to start spoiling yeah. things. You you have to stop talking at this point. For those people who haven't seen it. Um, the last episode of season two is my favorite thing in Star Wars, maybe ever. Okay, <laughs> it's it's why, literally why, that. Why good. am I not surprised? It's literally that good. That that that, that final, uh, the final like seven minutes, yeah. eight minutes of that show. Mm -hmm. oh, I'm just I, thinking I mean, like, about it. Thinking about it, I'm getting chills. Uh, yeah, I'm trying I'm, to be unspoilery I'm, about I'm, it as well, but I have to admit, I was totally spoiled just by seeing stuff, seeing memes on facebook oh see so i i didn't see anything going into it so i was I, I got it completely fresh and it was amazing actually you, you even can find lots of interviews from on youtube from the uh, major characters from that uh, scene talking about their appearance on in that uh, mm -hmm. yeah um i haven't seen the mandalorian i don't know if i'll ever get around to it to be honest uh, um, dude, you're missing out. It's literally the was, best Star Wars was, since Empire. Yeah, but anyways, I was completely spoiled about it, so I did, I did check out that episode. Mm -hmm. Simply, you know, simply because I do have Disney Plus, so why not? Um, so and that, I will also, fun. yeah, I will admit, the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett really make me think that uh, that it's a, it's based off of. Uh, somebody doing the or somebody's role-playing campaign in the star wars universe because <laughs> it, it it has some real uh ttrpg vibes to it yeah as well. yeah at times it does yeah. for sure yeah but uh what's what i've had some fun with is that there are all kinds of reaction videos yep to that particular scene from that particular episode uh, in, in fact, that's that, that's actually what got me into reaction videos in the first place, watching that one. I then uh, went back uh, and watched every episode in compilation format. <laughs> nice. Um, Anyways, sorry, Pat, back to you. Oh, no, that's okay. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Games-wise, uh, computer games, um, well, as we're talking we're in probably the final few days of uh sale on steam for elite dangerous so i've been seeing that uh, coming up as one of the best uh, space computer games for uh for a few years now so i figured okay let's dive in and give it a try and it, it is fun um i was initially thinking because it is a, a, a multi massive multiplayer game that uh, it might be good for the tuesday night stream but uh I'm not so sure about that because you're even though we'd all be together it's way too much a single player's point of view on mm -hmm. things for the stream yeah you, if we you could barely even see other players you interact with them by voice but that's really about yeah. it yeah I mean if we could uh, find a splitting the stream into you know four or five different uh, points of view that might be a little interesting though might give people headaches trying to follow it all yeah paul was looking at finding out how to do that and uh, i don't know where he got on that if only he were here mm. so we could ask him yeah really <laughs> he says his throat's really really sore okay okay well we wouldn't want him to talk too much to, to aggravate <laughs> because that has been a problem in the past yeah on the, yes. on the oh, show oh yeah um i i'm one of the few of us that uh, did not give up on valheim uh uh, for a while, so uh, in my own private game, I decided to try taking on Yaglith, but uh, I did uh, go with the uh, wolf strategy, so I, I was reading a bunch of two-star wolves. Um, I should mention that uh, on on my initial kettle location, I uh, had a furling village not too far away, and so I tested out assaulting a village uh, with a bunch of wolves and yeah they totally massacred the village but on our way back we ran across a two-star troll hmm. and uh, we managed to totally take down that troll but it got one swing in and took about half my pack with that one swing so two-star trolls are not anything to fool around with that's for sure 
Um, but yeah, Yaglith uh, was taken down between me and my Frostner and all those wolves uh, before he even had a chance to do his first attack, <laughs> which is uh, very different from our streaming experience uh, very when different. we tried to do it. Yeah. So I, I am still adamant that uh, we need to go in melee rather than archery. Okay. Well, everyone get their Frostners ready and let's do it. Yep. Um, and so yeah, I've that kind of killed the game for me, partly because I'm also waiting for the new Mistland stuff to come out, or at least the, uh, the, the caves. caves to come yeah. out, yeah, uh, to really start getting into it again, because, yeah, at this point, it's pretty much just, what can I build, and um, I decided to start using the cheats and the no-cost so that I'm just building stuff without having to worry about actually acquiring the supplies to do it. Mm -hmm. Um... On the tabletop front, there's the uh, Pathfinder game I'm running. Uh, so they, the party has finally figured out uh, what the big bads are. Now they have to figure out exactly how far the infestation has gone um, and uh, what they can do about it. So they're on their way to the, uh, to the place where it all started to see what they can find out about what's going on there. Um, the interesting thing is kind of the real-life side of everything because we've been wanting to meet in person uh for the last two months for the most part well actually since uh since the beginning of february and uh we just can't do it uh there's even though we're planning to do it uh the day before or the day of somebody has been in contact with covid or they're just not feeling well or whatever and so we've been just doing lots of online version playing for the of the game which is working out fine but uh it, it is a bit disappointing when we want to be uh, doing it in person. It's just so uh, convenient to do it from your own home, though. Not have to worry about getting dressed, making sure you showered before you get there. Mm -hmm. It takes you 45 well, minutes to even drive to the place. You probably have well, to pick at least two people up along the way. Like, the whole thing becomes such a hassle, and it's so much easier mm -hmm. to just do it from well, your own also, home. Well, also, I get to play with people in Waterloo in England. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. The, I mean, the online options nowadays definitely makes... Uh, gaming a lot more accessible for folks and the, you know that I can't make it use uh, is a lot weaker for mm -hmm. the most part um, but at the same time because of COVID and so many people working from home we've run into a number of players that are just not interested in doing anything online want to be back okay. in the face-to-face -face world um, uh, uh, alternate weeks from uh, Pen uh, Pathfinder I have a 3.5 D&D game I'm involved in. And uh, so we've just last, it was actually on Thursday last week, or this week, that uh, we all cracked uh, third level. Um, and it was uh, basically the defense of an, uh, of a, an embassy. Uh, we were defending against a, a bunch of orcs. And that was a lot of fun. Big scale battle, but... Uh, our GM has decided that he doesn't like Roll20, and uh, so we are having everything done through Zoom. So uh, it's a, a paint program for doing the maps and moving around tokens, and then uh, Zoom for all the face-to-face uh, -face stuff and so on. Cool. Which is... Uh, that works. Has, has been a bit of a challenge. It works, but it is a challenge. Um, what are you using for dice rolls? Oh, he's uh, got us on the honor system. We roll our, our in front of us and tell him what the result is. Okay. We, I mean, we're all experienced players. We know that there's no fun in, in cheating. In fact, there's often a lot more fun in failing than there is in succeeding. <laughs> yeah, so. sometimes. Yeah. So he, he trusts us, to be honest, and uh, and we are, as far as I know. I am. Um, and uh, that is pretty much uh, what's been going on with me for the last little while. Okay, how about you, Dwayne? Okay. Um, not a lot to report, really. Um, on the show side of things, uh, I've actually watched the first three episodes, I think, of Reacher. Okay. Oh, yes, from... yeah, I watched it, yes. Yeah. Um, it's a good adaptation. Uh, I enjoyed Killing Floor when I read it a long time back. Mm -hmm. I didn't he, read maybe... Uh, he's a much better fit than uh, 
Tom, uh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Uh, yes and no. Uh, I give Cruz full credit. He had the attitude down perfectly and projected the personality fine. Uh, physically, well, that's just completely it. inappropriate. Completely yeah. inappropriate for the role. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, much is made of Reacher's physical stature mm -hmm. in all the books. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and the thing is, people underestimate his intelligence because they just see the big guy yeah. and they think, oh, he's huge, he's not that smart. Yeah, yeah he's just a big brute. Yeah. Now, Alan Richson, uh, I think he's doing a fine job with it. Mm -hmm. I think he'll probably get stronger um, in the second season uh, because it has been renewed already amazon is apparently thrilled with the number of eyeballs that uh, reacher's been Good. attracting so uh yeah i'm part way through episode four so uh that's fun um uh, been creeping along a little bit through wheel of time so i'll eventually i'll eventually get that finished as well and that uh, been sort of speed watching through the early seasons of The Flash for some reason. <laughs> like uh, on, Just, on fast forward? Yeah, well, like, you know, fast forward. Oh, yeah, that was an interesting part. Stop. Watch. Oh, that was fun. Stop. Watch. Occasionally, there'll be like a full episode where it was just really good and I end up watching the whole thing. Um, and that so you know there's there's that sort of thing um uh, i'm watching a new show from the cw called naomi i think mm -hmm. i might have brought it up the last the last podcast uh so it's several episodes in it's uh it's actually pretty good i'm liking it it's based on an original character created for DC by Brian Michael Bendis. And yeah, so it's, you know, in some ways, typical DC stuff, in other ways, not so much. It is not part of the Arrowverse, although they do not rule out a crossover somewhere down the line. Mm -hmm. uh, on the reading side of things, um, I've gotten up to August 2014 in Marvel Unlimited. And once again, I will call out DC, get off your butts, <laughs> but uh, Universe Infinite in Canada, for crying out loud. It's, it's got to be a um, licensing thing more than anything else. It has to be. How could how could it be a licensing thing? They don't have it licensed anywhere else. I don't know. It's comics. Yeah, I don't know. There has to be a reason why they don't have their streaming service available in Canada, where everyone else does. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. I really don't. Um, but, you know, in the meantime, uh, Marvel Unlimited continues to collect my dollars, so. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff there, and, uh, you know, definitely some fun books. Uh, on the book side of things, I recently went back to my uh, Dresden Files reread after a few months hiatus and finished changes, finished cold days, and I'm a few chapters into uh, Skin Game. And uh, Skin Game is so awesome. It is just i mean like i love the dresden files as a whole you know it's a great series and this is book 15 mind you <laughs> uh, but but skin game is just fantastic because it's a heist book it's the dresden files doing a heist okay <laughs> I love that genre, and you throw in Dresden and all the characters and everything like that, and there are some fantastic, fantastic payoffs. Uh, 
Dev, have you ever read the Dresden Files? I've never read it, but I loved the the TV show they put together for like eight or nine episodes. I really enjoy that. I mean, I have yeah. the first uh, the first box set of I think one books one to five, but I've never actually had a chance yeah. to sit down and read them. Yeah, well, uh, I think you'd enjoy it. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of humor, and one of the things I think you'd particularly enjoy. Harry Dresden is a Star Wars fan. Oh, nice. <laughs> so we'd be and best friends. So there's a lot of Star Wars references through all the books. There are some fantastic Star Wars references in Skin Game. I'm going to see if I can find some audiobooks. Cause I, I have a chance to read, uh, listen to audiobooks far more than I actually sit down and physically read a book these days. So I'm going to see if I can yeah. track some down. So there's there's some genre stuff behind the audiobooks. I'm glad you brought them up. Guess who they hired to do the narration on most of the Dresden Files audiobooks? Is, is it the guy who did the uh, the TV show? Nope. Because that would be nope. pretty cool. Harry Blackthorn, I think his name is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul Blackthorn. Paul. Paul Blackthorn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Who went on to play Captain Lance on Arrow? Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, no. Um, uh, shoot, I'm mental blocking on his last name. Um, his first name is James. He played Spike on Buffy. Oh yeah. Okay. James Marsden. Yeah. So he's done. He hasn't done all of the Dresden Files books, but he's done the vast majority of them. Cool. And he is apparently fantastic with it. Like, I've heard nothing but good things. Uh, so, yeah. So, I'm getting very close to ending my reread, which means I will then be moving on to the two new Dresden Files books that came out. I can't remember if it was last year or the year before. But uh, he put out two new ones uh, in one year, Peace Talks and War Crimes. So uh, so looking forward to that. Um, so haven't been out to see any movies, although I really do want to get out to see No Way Home before it leaves theaters. Yeah, I really do too. That's why I really want to see it on the big screen. Yeah, and I've heard nothing but good things there. Okay, I'm unfortunately so, spoiled. I didn't want to be, but it's been so long since the movie came out that lots of places will do stuff like putting things in the subject lines of articles. Oh, luckily, you. <laughs> Luck, luckily um, I stay away from those, so I have no problems. I haven't been spoiled about anything of that from that movie yet. Uh, lucky you. Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> But uh, on the gaming side of things, done a little bit of uh, Pathfinder Society here and there, uh, which is always always fun. Uh, got to play my new Ranger a little bit. Uh, right, the replacement from your guy who almost who got wiped in the in the uh, the, the almost the full no, full party wipe. No, 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 no. Um, in that one, uh, the GM felt so bad. He said, "If you want to bring in your twin brother, right, go ahead." And I said, "Fine, I'm doing that." So my guy's twin brother. Uh, we played last Saturday, and so my guy's twin brother. Uh, is involved and we all hit eighth level in that campaign so uh i've been having a lot of fun with it and again it's the contrarian in me if you go looking online um uh, there's a lot of uh war priest sucks or war priest is okay early levels but sucks later levels and that uh, I don't know. I, don't, I, I just know I'm having an awful lot of fun with it. And I certainly don't feel like the guy's ineffective at all. <clears throat> and that. So there's that one. Uh, there's Pat's uh, Pathfinder game as well, which we're slowly making progress in. Mm -hmm. 
on that. And, you know, who knows? We may hit 15th level eventually. That is the plan. <laughs> uh, and that, so we'll see about that. And I'm in a D&D fifth ed campaign. Uh, I missed last session. I just wasn't feeling up to it. Um, we've had flooding in my house. Yay! Oh, no. So, yeah. Um, so that's been a pain in, pain in my ass for the past uh, couple of weeks. Um, and everything like that. I gotta say, though, I'm not feeling the 5th Ed campaign. The more I play Pathfinder, the more other D20 type stuff just doesn't work for me much anymore. Mm-hmm. I um, played Pathfinder 1 or 2. 2. 2. Okay. 2. I've never played 1. I've, I have all the books. I picked them up in a Humble Bundle ages back. Nice. I have all, I have all the books for Pathfinder First Ed. Um, but, uh, but now, when it comes to D&D &D style, like D20 system stuff, Pathfinder Second Ed is, I just enjoy it a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, it, is, it is a good system. You know, I mean, like, for example, uh, in the group, in the group I'm doing for that in, there was this, this major argument came up because, uh, the barbarian was having issues because we use, we're, we're on roll 20 for this campaign. Um, and we use very large maps on that, which is a treat for like the archer in the group, mm -hmm. for example, spellcasters mm -hmm. and stuff. But um, there's two problems with rage in fifth ed. One is that uh, you only get to rage a certain number of times a day. And if you aren't able to either take damage or hit somebody, you fall out of rage. And there are times when there's just no enemies nearby you in our games because mm -hmm. they're spread out. And that in Pathfinder Second Ed, that just would never happen because uh, you can rage unlimited times a day. You just have to have a minute pass in between or maybe it's 10 minutes. I can't remember unless you're fatigued, which doesn't happen very often. And as long as you can see enemies in uh, Pathfinder Second Ed, uh, you basically don't fall out of rage ever. So it is perfectly acceptable to rage and then, you know, like race 200 feet towards the enemy to cleave them with your battle axe and stuff. So. You know, so I'm reading this discussion that uh, we got into over email, and I'm, I just found myself thinking if we, because the possibility had been, had been raised of, we just switched GMs, and the possibility had been raised of switching to Pathfinder, but ultimately not enough folks wanted to. I just found myself thinking, man, if we'd switched to Pathfinder, this would not be an issue. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. Um, absolutely nothing really in video games except for the fact that i still play way too much magic the gathering arena <laughs> nice <laughs> um yeah so that's it for me okay uh moving on to me um i'll start with tv shows i also watched reacher i finished all of it um i really really liked it i never really got into the reacher book so i had nothing really going into it other than the tom cruise movie and while I like the Tom Cruise movie a lot, I thought the uh, the guy playing Reacher in this did a really really good job as well. So I'm I actually really like both both different depictions of that character, not really having any background on what he was supposed to be like. So no no preconceived uh, notions. Uh, I also watched Wheel of Time. Um, 
I really liked Wheel of Time. It's been like maybe 15 years since I last read Wheel of Time. Uh, so I, I don't really remember exactly how every page is supposed to go. So this was a fantastic adaption for me. Um, really enjoyed yeah. the characters. The only person I had a problem with casting wise is Egwin, Edwin, whatever her name is. Um, I just don't like Egwene. Yeah, Egwene, Egwene. I just don't like that girl. I don't like the girl they chose to play her, the woman they chose to play her. Um, mm -hmm. Other than that, all the casting I thought was was great. I had no problems with any of them. Um, I also yeah. go ahead. I, I'm most impressed with uh, Rosemary Harris. Yeah, Morgane. Like uh, she, she's just. Yeah, she's fantastic. I'm I'm trying to think. The, the last thing I saw her in was that terrible movie where she played a um, uh, someone who preys on the elderly, and so I hated her from that movie. Uh, but mm -hmm. but uh, she she completely redeems herself with this character. She did she did an excellent job. Like I, I really liked the Wheel of Time when I was reading it as a as a teenager, yeah. and so I'm loving the fact that I finally get to see all that cool stuff on the big screen. Um, yeah, um, I, I found the changes that they ha had to make, for the most part, worked. Okay. And I don't even know what those changes are. Like, I, I couldn't name them. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to finishing out the season, and I'm really looking forward to the next season. Yeah. Really yeah. looking forward it, to that. It, it ends very well. The, the, the last episode was a great, great episode. Uh, so in addition to that, also on Amazon Prime, I also watched the Nancy Drew show. Um oh. And I'd also watched the Hardy Boys. I think that was one of my updates from uh, the previous. Oh, they're doing uh, the Hardy episode. Boys again? Yeah, they well, they've they've got a two seasons, I think, of Hardy Boys already, and then okay. once two. Oh, sorry, one season of Hardy Boys, two seasons of Nancy Drew. Um, I don't recall. Like, I read a lot of Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew when I was a kid. I don't remember Nancy Drew being such a supernatural show. I thought it was more grounded in real life. But I don't know mm -hmm. if that's true because I, I've, I've looked at some of the titles for the video games that they made about Nancy Drew, yeah. and those all seem to have a supernatural element to it. Yeah. Um, I read a number of the books as a kid, like the original 1950s, 60s era stuff. Sure. And no, Supernatural? No. Uh, Supernatural did pop up occasionally, but on the lines of Scooby-Doo. Right, where yeah. it's where it's fake. You know, where it's like, yeah, it's all fake. Well, and I would have gotten away with it along for those meddling kids. <laughs> right, so that if, if that's what you're used to and looking for, maybe don't try Nancy Drew, because this Nancy Drew is 100% fully immersed in Supernatural. The f whole first season involves uh, a ghost. Hmm. And, the whole, and, and then during the course of that, they unleash more supernatural elements into the uh, the town they live in. And then the whole second season is like uh, a variety of, of supernatural events. It's, uh, I liked it. I don't know if I loved it. Um, I'll, I'll certainly watch a third season if they ever make a third season. It was, it was good enough, but, but very, very supernatural. So you have to be open to that. Um, Moving over to uh, Netflix, I watched uh, the second season of the Young Wallander show. Where he he's uh, basically it's a it's based on a, a series of um, Swedish crime novels. Um, the original novels are all based on when the guy is I think older. Uh, this is more when he's uh, when he's starting out. Uh, it's definitely set in Sweden, in a small town. Uh, all the actors are probably Swedish because everyone talks with an accent, but the entire show was filmed in English. I, I thought at first maybe it was filmed in Swedish and just dubbed over, but no, it's, I think it's actually like a BBC production that just happens to be set in Sweden using Swedish actors. So everyone has like a funky, funky English or a funky accent when they're speaking English, but, but all like the lips match up to the words that they're saying. So I, I found that very interesting. Um, in addition to that, the, the last show I want to talk about uh, is called Murderville. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. Um, it's basically a improv spoof cop show mm -hmm. where every episode that the main character uh, gets teamed up with a random actor and the actor isn't given any scripts. So they're just basically told yes, to, to yes, Im improv along as you solve this, this case. And then they yeah. actually have to go ahead 
and based on on the people they talk to and the clues they discover they have to solve the crime and then the the police chief comes in and, and tells them whether they're correct or not about their uh, their thing very very funny show um i really really enjoyed that and every, every episode has like a, a a different really really well-known actor so like one one episode had uh camille nanjani one episode had sharon stone the last episode yeah. that i just oh, watched sharon today Hardy. had uh, ken weird. young very good okay. so yeah it's, it. it's definitely worth it i mean you have to you have to be in a a spoof type of mind frame for it so it might not be for everyone but yeah but i got a kick out of it it was it was very funny uh, I did also notice that the second season of Space Force is now dropped, so I will be watching that at some point, yeah. but I haven't gotten around to it. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, I did watch the first episode of the new Vikings show, um, Vikings Valhalla, and I'm looking forward to it. Like, I loved the original Vikings. I can't wait to see the last mm -hmm. two seasons that aren't available on Netflix. But uh, but even though this is like a, a sequel to that series, it's so far ahead in the future, like Pat said, that, that there shouldn't be any spoilers. It, it shouldn't. It should be its own completely separate story. So I think that's going to be fine. Um, I don't think I've watched a single movie since the last time we talked, so I'll skip over movies. Um, Role-playing games, my Thursday night game where we're playing uh, the King Arthur Pendragon game, but using land of giants so vikings that one's going great we have many sessions i think we only missed like maybe one week out of three one week out of four something like that so those That's guys great. those guys are very on the ball they're very looking forward to playing uh my star wars game on mondays unfortunately that i think we've maybe played less maybe one episode or one session since the last time we we got together to talk about this so unfortunately i, I really don't get to play that game very often Sometimes it's my fault from work. Sometimes it's somebody else is just not available. My There's four players. As long as three of them are available, we have a session, and we just haven't been able to get a quorum together for weeks. So that, that's that's been unfortunate. Um, video games. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned it, but we've gotten into the Elite Dangerous game. Uh, that's happened the last maybe three or four days. On Friday, I bought my new joystick setup, and I'm super, super happy oh, with yeah. it. Uh, so now that I have like a proper thruster and a proper joystick that are separate from each other, um, the game has gotten infinitely easier. Like I picked this game up uh, maybe three years ago, just after it was first released. Um, the, maybe the first time it went on sale because I've been waiting for it. And I tried playing with the mouse and keyboard because, you know, usually I play um, uh games that have console requirements or not console but uh controller requirements i play a mouse mm -hmm. and keyboard and usually do a pretty good job so i figured i'll give it a shot but uh it's you're dealing in 3d it's, it's just so complicated using mouse and yeah. keyboard so um mm -hmm. i had the exact same issue with the the x-wing game um that squadrons. we squadrons that we tried recently and i just i was not having a good time with it so i'm i'm actually thinking i might fire it back up just Go, maybe go through the single player campaign, see if it's easier using this new uh, mouse keep. Uh, sorry, this new joystick setup. The joystick, yeah. It, it makes a huge difference in, in playing any sort of 3D game like that. Yeah. Oh, I realized there was a game I did, because you mentioned it earlier, Dev. I was playing, I've played War Rob Robots recently. Yeah. Yeah, you, you apparently was running today while you were supposed to be on a trivia thing and you chose not to go. To. <laughs> I was actually making dinner. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's basically like BattleTech, but it's straight up one mission after another. Mm -hmm. You're just doing fights. So, yeah, yeah. I, I looked at it originally, and while it seemed like it might be a a nice representation before the BattleTech game or BattleTech game came out, now that BattleTech's out, I'd, I'd probably yeah. just rather play that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the other game, a couple more games I want to talk about. Um, and these are all came off of Steam on a Steam sale that just happened recently, so I've only really got to play them the last couple of days. I picked up uh, This is the Police 2, where you basically play as a police dispatcher, kind of. And the graphics are really weird because it's almost like South Park-style graphics, but uh, there's no details. Everything is just kind of outlines. So you, you see a person's outline. You don't really see their details or their, or their features. Um, but you, you basically run a police station and um, some of your, your... And it's in a small town. Some of your police officers are not very let's say dedicated and you know, they don't want to work two days in a row. And so there's like personality conflicts that you have to deal with and you have to worry about, you know, you don't want to tire your officers out too much, too much, but you also want to make sure you have to send the right people to do, um, 
the, the different types of crimes that are being that need to be investigated or stopped. So it's uh, it's a bit of a resource management game. It's a bit of a, a time management game. It's a bit of a personality management game. It's pretty cool though. It's, they they put it together pretty well, and it has an interesting kind of storyline that runs underneath it, where the old sheriff was murdered and. And the, the new sheriff just kind of isn't up to it. So you're this old retired guy who came to town and gets jumped by one of the cops in the very beginning. And, and he ends up taking over the precinct. So it, it has like an interesting storyline to it. And the last game I want to talk about is not really a game. It's more like an interactive movie, but it's available on Steam. And it was on a Steam sale recently called The Complex, which kind of deals with... Um, uh, bioengineering and this, this corporation that's trying to keep a secret from getting out. Uh, and then you play as one of these, one of the main characters who's involved in that corporation as the head researcher and uh, things start happening around you outside your control and you're, and you have to deal with it. So I'm, I'm a big fan of these, uh, these whales interactive um, kind of interactive movies is really what they are. They're not really video games. You're not really playing a game. You're watching a movie and then at certain points you make a decision and that changes the outcome of, of how the, the game ends. So the game apparently has nine separate endings. I found one and uh, in my first playthrough, I, I'm happy to say that I survived uh, the events in the complex and made it out to safety unscathed. So uh, I'm, I'm interested in going back and kind of seeing what some different choices and seeing how they will, uh, they will affect the storyline. All right, so that's it for me and that's it for segment one. Let's move on to segment two, news and rumors. I have one that I want to talk about, but it's really not until uh, way in the future. Like it's uh, September of this year is the is going to be the first episode, September 2nd of this year, the first episode of Lord of Rings, The Rings of Power. So it's mm -hmm. a, um, a live action TV show set in the Lord of the Rings universe. I'm very much looking forward to this. Well, yeah. it's it's kind of the Silmarillion, isn't it? Uh, I, I don't certain... I don't know I don't know anything about it, but then again, I've never read the Silmarillion, so I would have nothing. I would I would not know even well, if I did have information. I, I'm saying it's that because it's how Sauron or yeah, Sauron creates the rings and and distributes them. I mean, that's what the title is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it looks interesting. I'll see whether I actually find time to watch it. I'm looking for Moon Knight. Yeah, yeah, Moon Knight's coming uh, yeah, up. Moon, I think um, May, uh, yeah. April or May. April. Yeah. May? Uh, no, next Wednesday. Oh, really? Is Moon, it really Moon Knight is next is Wednesday? Is it March? Oh. Yep. Nice. So I am very much looking forward to Moon Knight. Mm -hmm. Should be fun. And then there's there's something else that starts um, the last weekend of March or last week of March, March twenty something. Uh, the Kenobi. Uh, that's the next. The other thing I'm looking forward to is the uh, the, the Obi Wan Kenobi show from um, mm -hmm. Marvel, not Marvel, but uh, Disney. From Disney Plus. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Technically. <laughs> Does anyone else have anything else they want to talk about? Those are the three ones that I'm looking forward to. Uh, no, that's about it as well. Well, yeah, those are the ones as the Lord of the Rings one and Moon Knight and that. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with me, it was mostly uh, really looking forward to Moon Knight. Mm -hmm. and, uh, like mm -hmm. I've seen, I've seen trailers. It looks intriguing. Yes. It really does. I can. And, and I think uh, I had forgotten that Oscar Isaac played Apocalypse right in the X Men film. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, that, that's a forgettable movie so yeah it, was, it wasn't great <laughs> that, unfortunately so yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting into moon Knight uh, in about eight to ten weeks <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you you want to binge it all yeah i'm, I'm gonna watch yeah, it all in like two or three days that's why i like the doing uh, that's fair uh the expanse it you know took me a while but i could just watch episode after episode as opposed to okay now i have to wait yep we we've had this discussion on many episodes, so there yeah. really isn't a need to rehash. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, how does good uh, to not Patrick could remember who won second place. Or... Who won second place in what? The trivia, Star Wars. The trivia. trivia. Well, we don't want to spoil the podcast before it even comes out. Yeah, absolutely not. Okay. Well, which isn't the trivia one going to come out before this one? 
Uh, no, no, probably. I'll probably release this um, in two Fridays from now. And then I'll put the trivia first on our Patreon page, as I normally do. Um, this upcoming in a next coming next couple of days maybe uh, okay, early, so later this week you hear this, people? be aware that there'll be a trivia thing a star wars trivia coming out yeah and then and then maybe like three weeks after that i'll release it to the general public perfect i don't have anything else to add now do we have Neither any way. segment three that you guys want to talk about uh, no, we, we haven't had a good discussion in a while it's been like maybe five or six episodes yeah, i can't think of too too much because there's what's going on in the real world to sort of uh yeah I don't, I don't i don't think we want to get into the geopolitical uh well yeah uh, that's, landscape that's right now. Like... oh one, one thing is with uh season 25 of diablo 3 i decided to give that a try with my uh strongest character and uh boy i need to get back into that again because uh i almost died so many times yep <laughs> Yeah, so I normally forgetting how to do the game. Nor normally, I play a barbarian as my primary character, and usually they're the strongest character I have because they're pretty survivable once you get up in levels. I have not been able to make it past like level twenty, and then even a necromancer, which is the most survivable character in the game, I haven't made past forty-five. However, oh, really? the weakest slash okay strongest when you get up in power, but like the weakest physically or the weakest to uh, take damage, my. Um, uh, wizard she yeah. is already at levels uh 70 already running like greater rifts and just fucking amazing mm -hmm. so that that's the character that i'm that i'm using to do all my runs to gear up my other characters nice which is like the exact opposite playstyle to what i normally do like normally it's it's tank 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 take whatever hits you can and just be completely indestructible but uh, this is the exact opposite. Playing glass cannon is very, very stressful. <laughs> Especially, we, all, we only play hardcore now, right? So it's very yeah. stressful. <laughs> You're dead. Oh, cop. I'm actually dead. No, I, 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 can't, I can't even begin to tell you how many, like, a high level, like, maybe not high level, like, in, characters in their 40s and 50s, necromancers, I've lost to a random one shot out of nowhere. Like what oh, the really? hell? What the hell just happened? I'm perfectly fine, perfectly fine, perfectly fine. One shot, I'm dead, and I oh, I, I don't even know how it happened. I don't know how. Uh, yeah, it was driving that, me crazy. No kidding, that would be yeah, that'd be frustrating. You're like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Of course, it it doesn't help that I run at like just one level below torment until I get I get to sixty. That makes uh, playing a melee character <laughs> oh, very good. very yeah. difficult. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of squeezing there. Well, basically what I'll do is once I get a, uh, a gem of ease high enough that I can take a level 70 item, like a sword or something, and then drop it down so a level one character can use it, then I'll put that on my uh, on my barbarian and just mow through everything. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> oh, I missed. I'll have to pick up Diablo again. Yeah, Diablo is actually a super fun game. It's just very grindy, very repetitive, and mm. I get yeah. bored with it easy, but I'm always excited to go back when a new season starts. It's more fun with a group of us, right? True, it, is, it is fun. Group. Mm -hmm. yeah. but, but unfortunately, we don't tend to be very organized when we play as a group. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and people get into, different, into situations they really aren't capable of handling, and they just get smoked. Like oh, we'll, I, got we'll have, I got killed. Now I'll just stand by the entrance for the next uh, twenty minutes while you level me up. Which which areas? which works fine when you're running rifts, but it doesn't work when you're just running around because you have to be close enough to actually get experience. Otherwise, you're sitting yes. there really doing nothing. Yeah, and you also want to pick up the loot, which you have to be nearby. And also, a lot of the times they respawn too, so you're like, yep. Oh, yeah, that, that's crap. why doing rifts is the way to go if you're really trying to power level someone. Because mm -hmm. they can just re literally sit at the entrance. Wait until um, until you're you're actually finished clearing the level, not just because a lot of times I like to like whirlwind through things, but always like one guy gets left behind with like a, a sliver of health. But still, if you're level ten and I'm level seventy, that one guy with a sliver of health is going to kill you with one shot. You have you have no recourse against that. So you can't mm -hmm. even you can't even like venture out to try to grab gold or grab items or whatever. So it, it does get it does become frustrating. Mm -hmm. Oh, I guess we'll have to try that on one of the streams again then. Ah, uh, that's actually not a bad idea. That might make a, a really good Tuesday night stream. Everyone start with level one characters and let, let's just see how we do. 
and let the let the squealing and gnashing oh, of teeth. Oh out. yeah, there there will be a lot of that. Mm -hmm. But that does make it fun. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, so I guess that's really all we have to talk about for this episode. Um, thank you all for joining us, and please do uh, jump onto our our I was about to say our Pendragon, our Patreon, to check out that. Uh, that Star Wars trivia contest, the fourth annual Star Wars trivia contest, coming in a couple of days. Mm. Perfect. All right. Thanks, everyone. See you next time. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Out of the Basement podcast. We'd like to thank Radio Free Music for our intro and outro music. Both songs were done by an amazing artist named Silent Partner. The intro music is called Drop and Roll, and the outro music is called Grand Navy Plaza and we'll have links to both those songs in our show notes. If you liked what you heard and wish to support the show, please consider becoming a backer on Patreon. We can be found at patreon.com slash OOTBpod. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.